All right. Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome to our Friday Fire prayer meeting. As a prayer meeting we have on the second and fourth Fridays of the month. And tonight uh, we have a special Friday Fire uh, because we have a, a guest speaker here uh, tonight. Uh, just uh, to put his life in a nutshell is very difficult to do. But uh, if I had to just kind of uh, summarize his testimony... Uh, he used to be a gangbanger in California, uh, got saved uh, in jail, came out of jail, just anointed and filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, got involved with some ministry, uh, and then uh, went back to a life of crime after getting hurt <laughs> by one of the pastors. <laughs> uh, uh, and eventually he made his way here to Korea, uh, escorted by some um, some officials, uh, and, uh, but God put a call upon him into the ministry uh, when he got saved, and he has been faithful to follow that call. Uh, here in Korea, uh, he was serving in different places. Uh, at one point, he uh, served as the executive pastor for Jubilee Church when Jubilee just started back in 2006. Uh, he was there for many years, and currently he is serving uh, as um, like an assistant associate pastor uh, at uh, Suwon Baptist Church. Uh, down in Suwon with a very powerful pastor named Daniel Ko. And he's been there uh, for several years now, just serving there. He's a powerfully anointed man of God. Uh, in our early years, when Friday Fire was downstairs, uh, where you had to take off your shoes on the main the ground floor of this building, uh, he used to come out and he'll, he'll preach and minister to us. Uh, he's, he's preached, I believe, at Joint Prayer even at one point. And... Uh, we are just so excited to have uh, him come tonight. Uh, he recently became a father uh, for the very first time. So he gave birth to a, uh, I mean, his wife and he gave birth together. They gave birth to a beautiful baby boy with huge eyes, uh, whom he uh, affectionately named John. Uh, because one thing you guys know about Pastor Paul is he loves John the Baptist. He's all about the prophetic. He's all about the forerunner. He's all about the end times. Uh, he's got uh, a heart anointing and a, a message to deliver for us tonight. He's just so filled with joy as he's come to worship with us tonight because uh, it's been a while since he's been able to be in an English ministry setting. Uh, his preferred uh, language is obviously English because he grew up in California. Uh, and so he's very excited to come out here tonight and preach in English instead of Korean. Let's welcome up Pastor Paul Yoon. Come on. Pastor Paul. Ooh, wow. Wow, praise God. Praise God. Um, I was actually um, I was stuck in the traffic for about three hours. And then, uh, you know, the heater was on, so I was kind of like falling asleep in the car. But when I walked in here, I, I just woke up. I was like, wow. <laughs> God's presence was so strong in this place. I mean, it is so strong right now. I was like shivering in the inside. You know, I still am right now a little bit, you know. But, uh, and I was back to just, just weeping because his presence was so thick. And you know what? I love New Philly. <laughs> I love New Philly. It's a great church. It's awesome. You know, God has his finger on this church. You know that? You guys know this? 
I can really feel and see the favor of God right now as I look at you. I mean, your faces are like shining, like, like the radiance. I'm not, I'm not kidding. I'm serious. Every one of you. It's awesome. Amen? Amen. And I, I feel so free when I'm, when I'm in the midst of the New Philly people. I feel so free, you know. I feel like, I feel like I'm right at home, and I just feel like I can be myself. And, 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 and that's very important to be yourself, especially in, in the ministry, because we, 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 if you can be yourself, that's when the anointing just flows out. It just flows out. You know, it just flows like a river. And it's not about, it's not about me. It's about the anointing that's he, here in this church. That makes me anointed because of the anointing that's here already. Because I, I just told you, I was falling asleep in the car. When I walked in, I just woke up. Whoa! You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's about Jesus. Amen? Amen? So, uh, I'm very honored and privileged to, uh, to be here tonight. To speak to the, to the true sons and daughters of God. Amen? Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Okay? Let's pray for me, all right? Father, we thank you so much for New Philly. Because you're doing a mighty thing in this church where people are coming to be saved, restored, and healed, and set free. And to be raised up as an army of God. To really expand your kingdom on this earth. And we thank you for that, Lord. And you are a good father. Good father. So I pray that that the Father's heart will be released here tonight, Father. To love you more passionately and to obey you more radically. Now we ask that you will anoint your word by the Holy Spirit to glorify your name. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So, uh, I don't have too much time, do I? How much time do I have? 40 minutes? 45? Okay, 45. To preach and then 25 to, to minister? All right. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to cut down the message about to, to about 30 minutes so I could pray more with you guys, right? Because I love to pray. And this is a praying church, amen? amen. Praying church. I, I think I... About six years ago, when I came to preach at this church, when you guys, when you guys were down in that, in that room, I, I, I said, I, I think I told you guys that um, the only church that's going to really survive in the end time is that um, a praying church. Not just an end time, any, any time. <laughs> praying church, amen? You know what I... My, my, my favorite sound is when, when I hear the sound of the prayers of the saints. I love it. I love that sound. Gets me excited. And I know God loves it too. And you guys are praying church, amen? <laughs> wow. <laughs> man, I, I am so blessed to be here right now, man. <laughs> Seriously, oh my goodness. I've been, I've been, I've been serving at a, at a KN for about four years now. And um, 
No, I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I, I love it. I, I, I love my church. It's awesome. You know, I love my, my pastor. He's awesome. Okay. I love my staff. They're awesome. Okay. Um, but originally, I'm from EM, right? So I don't feel free there. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's bad, okay? But I, I, I just, okay? Okay? But I feel free here. All right? Because I was raised in California, amen? In LA. In the streets of Compton. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay, anyways. Anyways, all right. Okay, so, so tonight, so tonight, tonight, um, rather than preaching a, a very uh, a revelatory, a, a sound doctrine kind of message, which I love to preach, but tonight I just want to, I just want to share what God is doing in my life right now. I just want to talk to you tonight. Is, is, that, is that okay? All right, and then, and then we'll do some praying. All right, okay. Okay. Okay, now, as Pastor Christian said, um, about eight months ago, I just became a father. All right? And through my wife's love and her sacrifice, okay, I love my wife very much. All right? She's a good, she's a good mother and a good wife. All right? She gave birth to a boy named John. All right? And my boy, he's beautiful. All right? I'm not just saying that because he's my boy, but, but he's, he's, he's good looking. Is that, is, that, is that right, Pastor Christian? Is that right? Okay, he's good looking. Right? He's good looking, okay? All right? And um, I praise God for that. I praise God for that. Seriously. No, no. No, no. No, no. I praise God that he came into my life. And then, and, and on top of that, I praise God that he's good looking. All right? But first, I praise God that he came into my life. My wife and I, were, we're so happy. We're, he brings joy to our family. He really does. And... um. <clears throat> Right now, I'm actually kind of like, I've kind of like laid down some of the ministries in the church to serve my wife at home. Because my wife, she's kind of going through some, uh, some sickness right now. She has some, some uh, uh, thyroid and a, and, a, and a rheumatism. And um, so she has a problem with doing housework. So, <clears throat> so right now, I'm like a full-time housewife right now. <laughs> and my church is totally supporting me right now. Because they pay me anyway. They, they pay me. I'm not there, but they pay me anyways, right? So... But, <clears throat> so right now, my job is to serve my wife and raise my kid. And I love it. I love it. I really love it. Seriously. I, I, I get to be with my kid. I get paid to be with my kid. Come on. Think, think about that, man. Dude, God is so good. Amen? <laughs> and also, you know, it's really a precious gift. It's a precious gift. All right? And um, I'm actually a father now, and I can't believe that I'm a father. And it's kind of special to me because I'm, I'm 44 years old right now. So it's my first kid at the age of 44. So that's, that's pretty special to me. Don't you think so? I know that there are people that are having, having, having children at the age of 50. I know that. But, but 44 is still, still special, right? Yeah? yeah? Well, my wife is 32, so it's not, it's not, you know, she's, she's, she's at that age. But I'm, for me, it's very special, you know? Yeah. But... Um, um, Anyways, um, I know that some of you guys in here are, are fathers and mothers too, right? Right? Where's where's uh, where's your wife? With the baby, just like my wife, home with the baby. That's good. <laughs> All right. Well, give him my best, okay? All right. All right. Okay. Anyways, <clears throat> and soon to be like Aaron and Christian, amen. Right? Um, but those of you who are not uh, mothers and fathers yet. Okay, I want to I encourage you that it is, it is a great thing to look forward to. 
Okay, are you guys looking forward to being mothers and fathers? Really? Yeah? Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right? Because, but of course, you've got to be married first, right? Okay? Remember that, right? You've got to be married first, right? You gotta, you get, you, there's an order you've got to take, or you've got to get married first, and then, all right? All right. And uh, that is one of the greatest blessings of God, okay? To produce an offspring, okay? It's God's plan and His purpose to bless His creation and to expand His kingdom on this earth, okay? We, we can say that in the book of Genesis. God to Adam and Eve. Be fruitful and multiply, right? And subdue the earth. That's, that's, that's what he said, okay? So having a child is awesome, right? And, um, you know, today I was just, just, I was just, just watching my kid. And I was like, wait a minute. Wow. God, God created this baby out of my DNA. It just blows my, wow. God created this baby out of my DNA. That's a, how awesome is that, right? I mean, to see somebody that, that came out of my being by the genius of God, that is very, very amazing. Amen? Is that right? You'll find out soon. Is that right? That is amazing. It just, it just blows my mind, okay? And the best part of that, about that is this, is that I'm actually getting to know the Father's heart through my son right now. Okay? I mean, for, for the ladies, too. Your father's heart is for the ladies, too, right? And, yeah. And, um, but, um, yeah. Yeah. I'm getting to know the father's heart through my son. I'm in that season right now, okay? But the truth is that I've always known the father's heart, even before I had a child. But, and also, many of you, a lot of you, every one of you, Probably know the Father's heart, right? Even though you're not married, have a kid yet, right? Amen? Right? And it's still on a, on, a, on a process of knowing his heart more deeper. Amen? Okay? Amen. So I'm not taking anything away from you, right? But, but for me, for me, now, for me, now, for me, it's, I'm at a whole another level right now. Am I right? Am I right, John? Am I right, John? John, John. <laughs> I mean, John Michaels. John Luther. <laughs> I'm in a whole nother level, okay? But listen, but I am not making a theology of you got to get married and have a kid to know the Father's heart deeper. I'm not saying that here. I'm not making a theology of that, okay? It does not say that in the Bible, all right? But for me, for me, all right? And not just for me, for many other sincere Christians that I know, okay? They confess the same thing. They say, after I have a child... I think I know the Father's heart a little bit more than, more, than, more than before. And you know why? You know why that is? It's because having a child, that is one of the, that is, I mean, knowing the, I mean, okay, having a child, and by having a child and knowing the Father's heart, that's God's blessings right there. Okay, that's, that's one of God's ways to reveal himself to you as a father through your child. Okay? But again, I'm not making a theology of that, all right? Okay? But that is why... Many married couple, they actually adopt children. Even though they have children of their own, they actually adopt. Do you know this? Do you know this? Hey, how are you? 
<laughs> I saw it at the wedding. All right. Anyways, I saw it at the wedding. <laughs> anyways, was your boyfriend? It's working out. Anyways, so, anyways, um, but um, where, where was I? They actually adopt a child, okay? Because we, as a believer, we have us, we have also received the spirit of adoption, okay? Where we cry out about Father, right? So to share that same love with another being, they actually adopt a child, even when they have a children of their own. I know several couples who adopt three, four kids already, and they already have like two kids of their own. I mean, if you go to, if you go to my church, there's, there's like three, four couples that have adopted kids. A lot of missionaries that I know in the Middle East, they adopt like children too. They came to Korea to adopt a kid. They, once they adopt, they go back to the mission field. And why? Because they... They know. They know. They want to share that same love. They want to share that same love. Okay? And for the, and for the ones, and for the, and for the married couple in the church that, that are not able to have a child, they actually adopt as well. Right? Why? Why is that? Because they want to be a parent. Why is that? Because, for many wonderful reasons, right? But in essence, because they want to know the Father's heart. Do you agree? You will agree with me once you get married and have kids, right? And um, if we have received the spirit of adoption or the spirit of sonship, by the way, when the Bible says son, it's talking about both genders. You know that, right? Both genders. So when I say sons, I'm not just talking about the guys, okay, girls? Both genders, right? Okay. So then we have to know who our Father is. Amen? Through that Spirit, we cry out, Abba, Father. So we have to know our Father. Because, because Father God is not just a buzzword in the church. It really isn't. Like the sonship is not just a buzzword, guys. You got to really know what that means. You got to really know the Father's heart. Amen? So, tonight, I'm going to I'm going to take you on a journey right now, okay, to, to, to discovering his heart, okay? And um, just a little bit, because I'm not even, I'm not even at the 10% of knowing his heart yet, okay? I, I, just, I just know just a little bit, okay? So, but I want to take you guys on a journey with me tonight, okay, to, to, to discover his heart. It's like, it's like we're going to go on a guided tour of the Holy Spirit to go into the Father's heart, Yeah? Amen? Okay. All right. So, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit. Release the spirit of revelation right now. Wisdom and revelation of the Father's heart. Amen. Okay. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, now. So, okay. So, I'm on that journey right now. Okay? Through the Holy Spirit. Okay? And I'm in that season of knowing the Father's heart through my child. As I said, right? But I know that this season is going to be a lifetime process for me because my child is going to grow up, right? But you've got to understand something that I just enter into the season now. Just like, just like he will too, you know, it's like he will too, right? I, I just enter right now. So I'm very excited. It's like, it's like that first love with Jesus. He said, God is doing it through my son now. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? 
How, how would you know? You don't have a child. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, but you, but you, you kind of understand, right? Okay? All right. You know, one time, I was looking at my son, right? He was, he, he was playing on the mat. You know the mat you saw over there, Christian? You know the mat? And he was playing on the mat, right? And I was just sitting on, the, on my, on my uh, dining table. The little wooden dining table, and I was just, I was just, I was, just, I was just watching him, <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, he's so beautiful." And he he plays with the toys, and he looks at me, he smiles. I'm like, <gasps> "Oh my goodness!" And then when he goes like this, my heart just melts, right? Guys, you know, I've, I've, I've became a lot softer. Can you tell? Those guys that, those guys that have known me f- for a while. Hey, who's known me for a while? Raise your hand if you, I know. Yeah. That know me for a while? I used to be this hardcore John the Baptist end time preacher, man. Like a forerunner spirit. I still have that theology in me. I still have it. But I'm a little softer version of it now, you know. You know what I'm saying? And it's like the way, I, the way I deal with people is different now. I'm more understanding now. Because I'm getting older and I have a son now. And he's just melting my heart every day. I'm getting softer and softer and softer, right? And um, yeah, so I'm just watching him, right? And then um, I, just like, I just like zoomed in on him. I'm just watching him. I, I, I'm just thanking God. Lord, thank you so much for this precious gift. And then I started crying. Right, and then at that moment, I felt the Father's love in the inside of my heart. I felt it, and it was like this burning sensation that was, that, was, that was just like just all in my heart. It was just burning, and I started just bawling. Right, and then you know what happened? That burning sensation is spread through my skin. You get it? You don't. You know? Have you have you experienced that? First, you feel his love in, inside your heart. It's, it's like an internal experience, and it spreads out to the external. Just like our salvation. Our salvation is what? It's an internal transformation that is expressed through our, our actions. Amen? So same thing. His love came down upon me. It was burning inside of me for about good, I don't know, 30 seconds to a minute. I don't know. Right? And then, boom, it spread through my skin, and I got goosebumps. But this goosebump, you know, when you get, when you get goosebumps, you get chilly, right? You get, you get, you get the chill. But it was like a burning sensation. And then I started feeling, feeling tingling in my body. I'm not kidding. I, I, I felt like there was, there was like angels in my, in my house at that time. I, I felt like, I felt, that's what I felt. And then the Lord spoke to me from the inside. It's like, I feel like he was saying, like, do you love your son? I was like, no, I love my son so much. And he's like, that's the way I feel about you. He said, it's more than you can imagine. And then when he said this to me, I was like, wow, man, I just, wow, God loves me so much. I mean, like, like, like the way I love my son, he loves me so much. I, I've been, I've, I've been transformed by the power of, power, power of the word, power of God, but I've been, I'm being more transformed now through my son now, you know. 
And, um, yeah, and, and, and I, I remember he said to me, he said, um, he said, I desire for you to know my heart. That's what he said. He said, I desire for you to know my heart. And then, uh, <clears throat> sorry, guys. And then at that moment, the Holy Spirit took me into in, took me to Matthew chapter 26, verse 36 to 44. Let's turn there, please. I'm going to go into a message now, okay? I mean, it's not really a message. It's, like, it's what God has, has shown me. Man, I feel, I feel God's presence in this room is so strong right now. I'm not kidding you, man. It's so strong. Can you guys feel it? You guys probably feel this every week. <laughs> that's, that's why you maybe kind of got numb to it, right? Maybe? No? But I haven't felt like this in a long time. I mean, I don't, 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 don't give me wrong. I don't think, I'm, not, I'm not taking anything away from my church. I love my church. My church is a praying church. And, my, and, and, my, and our senior pastor, he's awesome, man. He's awesome. Right, but um, something about that Korean worship—it just—it just doesn't fit me so well, you know. But anyways, but um, you guys feel it? You guys feel it? I can, I could feel it like it's it's right in here. The Holy Spirit in me is jumping right now because the Holy Spirit is, is on me. So the Holy Spirit in me is jumping. Do you, do you get it? Holy Spirit, God is omnipresent. He's everywhere. But the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. Because he recognizes his presence outside in the external, he's jumping in the inside right now. He's jumping. And my heart is going boom, boom, boom. And I know this is the Holy Spirit because I felt this way many, many times. But I haven't felt like this in a while. But, but today I, I'm feeling it. And, and thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor Christian, for inviting me here. This is awesome, man. <laughs> this is like a real treat. You know, you, you know, you know, I, you know I used to be real heavy. I, I used to be real heavy. I used to be real heavy, heavy dolphin. You know that? I mean, you guys know my testimony. I used, to sh- I used to shoot crystal meth into my veins for seven, eight years. I, like you said, I was a gangster from L.A. I got deported to Korea. I spent eight years in California State Prison. Got shot. I've been stabbed. And um, But nothing is better than the presence of, presence of God. I mean... I've done, you name it, I've done any kind of drug you, you can get. I've done it. I've done it. But nothing beats the, God's presence. And right now, I'm high right now. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I'm high right now, man, on, on the Holy Spirit. I'm not kidding you, guys. Anyways. Let's go to Matthew 26. Matthew 26, verse 36 to 44. Okay, let's read it out loud together. I know it's a bit of a long passage. And you guys know, know this verse, a passage, because it's, this is right before he got arrested to hang on the cross, right? Okay, so let's read it out loud all together. Ready? One, two, three.
Amen. Now, in this passage, it says that Jesus was overwhelmed with sorrow. But to the point of death. Okay? That's the key. To the point of death. All right? He was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Right? So can you just imagine how he feels at this time? Facing the cross. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Listen, let me give you a little tip here. When you, when you read the Bible, you have to try to feel what they're feeling. You understand? You got to try to feel. Well, you know, I'm going I'm to hit him. I'll get to that later. I'm going to hit him myself right now. I'll get to that later, okay? So he was overwhelmed with sorrow, okay? So imagine what he's feeling, what he's going through inside right now. There's a warfare in the inside, okay? Right? But some people have over-spiritualized this passage, and they said that uh, Christ was not overwhelmed with sorrow because of the cross. And they gave some, some uh, very spiritual interpretation of this passage, okay, which, you know, I, I appreciate that, okay? But I, li- I like to be very simple. I'm a very simple man. Okay, I don't like to like be all confusing with the Bible. I like to be simple. All right, and I just like to read, read the Bible face value. Sometimes, sometimes it's good. You know, it's just pure face value. You know what I mean? None of this using your brain too much. Just by the Holy Spirit, just face value by the Holy Spirit, right? And they have given this very high spiritual revelatory pass uh, in, interpretation of this passage, which I appreciate, but. In my opinion, I could be wrong, but in my opinion, I think they totally missed the mark on that. You know why? Because, because in order for us to uh, understand the very value, the very cost, the very price that he paid for our sins, we have to understand and feel and experience how difficult it was for God to take the cross. Are you with me? Okay? That's why he even asked his father, is it possible for this cup to be removed from me? Right? I mean, how does that sound to you right there? How does that sound to you? Huh? Is, is it possible for this cup to be removed? Here is, here is God talking to God, okay? He says, Father... Is there any other way? And he was overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death. Okay? And can you imagine the father looking at his son in that condition? Can you imagine his heart? He can do nothing about it. He's just looking at him. He's saying, Father, is there any other way? If I was like, no. And if you read this passage very carefully, he asks the Father the same question three times. Okay? In fact, Luke 22 tells us that he prayed so hard asking this question to the Father, his sweat became like a like a great drops of blood. 
overwhelmed with sorrow to the point of death that his sweat became like a drops of blood. Okay? So just imagine, I, I want you to imagine, yes, imagine, imagine the, Jesus' heart too, but I want, you, I want you to imagine the Father's heart looking at his son that way. All right? I mean, his heart must have been broken into pieces because that's his only begotten son. What he feels, the Father feels. And it was difficult for both of them to take that cross. And on top of that, it was the Father's will to crush His Son for you and I. For you and I. So, again, just imagine how the Father must have felt. Okay? Now, you want to imagine that? You, you want to feel what the Father was feeling at, in, in this passage? You want to feel that? You want to feel that? You want to feel that? Ask the Holy Spirit. He will take you to the Father's heart. And He will make you feel it to your skin. Pray and ask Him. Beloved, Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is the source to everything. Holy Spirit is what this, He's the one that makes His Word come alive. Holy Spirit is the one that makes us feel the very emotions of God into our emotions. Amen? Amen. Holy Spirit is everything. Amen? Amen. The very primary ministry of the Holy Spirit is He reveals, He takes the things of God, He makes it known to us. That's what He does. Okay? So I want you to to ask the Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, How did the father feel at this time? And once you feel his heart tearing into pieces, you will begin to realize how much the father loves us. Do you understand this? Because he bare all that pain to see his son crushed for you and I. For you and I. Amen? 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 Amen. Again, some people have over-spiritualized this passage, and and therefore, they totally miss the very emotions of God. Do you guys know that God has emotions? You know that God has emotions? You know that? You know that we have emotions because He has emotions? Amen? Because we were created in His image. Amen? Right? So... Behind every scripture in this Bible, there is a burning, passionate emotions of God towards us. Even in the book of Leviticus. Seriously. Even in the book of Leviticus. You read those laws. Why did he set those laws? Why? Why? For us, for his people. God's burning Passionate emotions is filled in this book. And by the Holy Spirit, you got to connect to that 
emotions. Because I tell you by the word of God, if you do not experience or feel the emotions of God in this Bible, your life, your, your heart and your life will never be transformed. It will be all just head knowledge. Amen? You've got to feel the emotions of God. Do you know that I wasn't, I wasn't this emotional when I, was, when, I was a, when I was a gangster in L.A.? I was very cold. I didn't even talk much. I just went out and did it. I just listened to rap music all day, hip-hop, gangster rap all day, and went out and did what, they, what, they, what they're rapping about. I just did it. Yeah, that sent me to prison for eight years, but I, I, did it anyway. I did it anyways, right? Even in prison, I was still gangbanging in prison. I wasn't this emotional. Other people, people, the guys that get, that get emotional, like, you know, <laughs> you know what I mean? But after I met the Lord, wow, my heart just melted, and I get very emotional, and I talk a lot too. <laughs> yeah, I love to talk. <clears throat> it's because. I finally stepped into God's image. He's very emotional. He is emotionally, intimately, okay, involved in every areas of your life right now. Emotionally and intimately. He's not some, 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 some abstract term standing in a far, far distance. He's not some stoic. He is, he is with us. He's in you. He's emotional. Amen? So, we can see the very emotions of God even in this passage because it says that Jesus was overwhelmed with sorrow, which is talking about his emotions, right? And I know that the father felt the same as his son did, or more, okay? And... That is why we are searching out the Father's heart right now in this passage, okay? To feel that right now, okay? And, you know, um, like I said, I am in a season of understanding the Father's heart more through my son. Because, <clears throat> I'll give you another example. Um, when my son's crying because he's hungry, because he's bothered by something, <clears throat> when he's crying, I run to him and I, and I, and I, and I, and I pick him up. He cries like this. Hey, like, come on, daddy, pick me up. Cries, right? I run to him and I pick him up, right? And then I, I hug him like this. I go, it's okay, John. Daddy's here. Daddy loves you. What's wrong, John? What can I do for you? What's wrong, John? Right? And then right at the moment, I, could, I, could, I imagine how the father must have felt to, to, to see his son in the Garden of Gethsemane crying out to him. Is there any other way? I read this passage so many times. I read the whole Bible more than 25 times. Mostly in prison, all right? <laughs> no, I did, because yeah, that's what I did. But I never felt the way this, I never felt the same way as I did about this passage. You know what I'm saying? And Imagine how the father, feel, uh, a father felt to see his son hanging on the cross, bleeding from head to toe. Imagine that. Imagine what the father must have felt, right? 
Look, two weeks ago, my son was sick, okay? So I took him to ER, middle of the night. And then, um, he's eight months, he was, okay, he was, back then it was seven months, now it's eight months, seven months, right? He's seven-month-year-old baby. And you know what the nurse was doing? The nurse was trying to find his vein. To stick a needle in there. To draw some blood out, right? And the nurse is going. <laughs> Me and my wife were just crying. <gasps> I mean, this was, just, this, this, this was not just, just a simple injection, like, like a, for a cold. It was, it was, you stick a needle and you draw blood out from a baby. All right? And they, 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 they found a vein, a vein, and I couldn't even see it. But this day, he, she said, I got it. I said, where? I got it. I said, where you wear? Because I got it. And then my wife was like, okay, hurry up, right? They stick, and, my, and my son, he, he doesn't know what's going on. He's like, yeah. You know? And they, they stick a needle into his, into his, into his, uh, into his, um, his leg. It was, it was it was ankle. So it was ankle, and he started crying. And then they drew blood out, right? And he was crying, right? And then and then my wife and I were, were, were crying too because he was in pain, right? And right at that moment, I said, "Wow! Imagine how the father must have felt to look at his son bleeding from head to toe on the cross. Can you imagine that?" For you and I. For you and I. Think about that. You know, um, when, my, when my son was actually uh, going through that pain, as a father, I thought, you know what? It would be so much easier for me to go through that pain for my son. Right? I know that that wouldn't be painful to me because I used to stick a needle in my vein every day for seven years, you know. But even if it was something very painful, even, even if it was something very painful, I'd rather, I'd, rather, I'd rather it be me than my son. It'd be so much easier for me to go through that pain than to watch my son go through that pain. At that moment, it just clicked. Father, it would have been so much easier for you to take the cross than to send your son. It would have been so much easier for you to, to, to bear that pain and that, and, that, and that suffering than to watch your son go through it. And I kissed the father going, mm-hmm, you got it. And I was like, wow. It's like, and the, the reason why he didn't come himself but he sent his son, you know why he did that? You know why? It's because he wanted to give us something that is very precious and very valuable to him, more than himself, which was his son. Am I making sense here? Okay. So, yeah. Actually, I'm, I'm almost finished now. You know that? I'm, I'm almost done. We got to do some praying, but I'm gonna close with this, right? Now, through His Son, we have received. The spirit of sonship, amen. Son means that the son means that he has a father. We have a father, amen. And we gotta know the father's heart. 
Amen? Again, like I said, sonship is not just a buzzword in the church. Okay? Father God is not just a buzzword in the church. It really has deep meaning to it. And once you understand the revelation of the Father's heart, you will never be the same. You will truly walk in the power and the anointing of a son, as a son. For every area in your life to be, to be restored and healed and set free from every bondage of sin. Okay? That is why Jesus said, Father, not my will, let your will be done. And the Father's will is that we live victoriously as a son. Amen? Walking in the power of the anointing. Destroying the works of the enemy wherever we go. Like that mission, the mission you guys pray about. Wherever they go, just plowing through the enemy's territory, man. We are the sons of God, Amen. And we can inherit all these things. Why? Only because the Father crushed His Son for you and I. He bare all that pain of watching His Son go through all that. He He watched His Son go through all that. Think about it. Think about it. Think about it. He took a nail to His hands. Nailed to his feet. You know that Jesus died within four hours, but the others didn't die within four hours? You know why Jesus died so quick? Because he lost so much blood. Because they beat him up so bad. Before they hung him on the cross, he was already half dead. And the father had to watch all that. To see his son crushed. So that we may become the sons of God. Amen? Amen? So now, if you have experienced, if you know a little bit about the Father's heart, how can we not give our whole lives to Him? How can we not give our whole lives to Him as a true sons and daughters of God? How can we not? How can we not? Can you not? <laughs> I can't. Especially now, I can't. I tell you, my, my child is, is such a blessing to me. Just, man, you know, I, I used to think that I'll, I'll never, I mean, excuse my language, but I, I used to think that I, I'm not going to say that word. I used, I used to think that uh, I'll never get a girl pregnant, right? Because, you know, you know when, I, when I used to be in the world, I used to, you know, whatever, right? And, uh, but I used to think that I never get a girl pregnant. And uh, even when I got married to my wife four years ago, I told her, you know, honey, um, you're not going to get pregnant, okay? Because um, I'm just not, I'm, I'm not the one, all right? She was like, well, let God decide that, right? Well, eight months before she got pregnant, she, had a, she woke me up in the middle of the night. She woke me up. I woke up. She was, I just had a dream. I go, what, what was that dream? I saw Jesus in my dream. I go, yeah, what did it look like? Because <laughs> I can't tell it was such a bright light. Yeah, that's, yeah, that, that's what they all say. Because <laughs> I'm serious. I said, well, what did he do? He put a seed into my belly. And he said, this is, 
This is for you. You're going to give birth to a child. <laughs> Whatever. I, I, went back, I, was like, I was at totally faith. I, I, went to, I went back to bed, right? <laughs> Eight months later, this, this guy, you know, he, he's, okay, I, I don't like to use the word, like he's a prophet. I don't like, I, 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 I like to say, he does a prophetic ministry. That's who's better. I, I would never say, he's an apostle. He's a prophet. I, wouldn't, I would never say that. But I would say, he does an apostolic ministry, prophetic ministry. Okay, so there's one guy who, who does a prophetic ministry. He came to our church, right? And he, it was like a small group setting, 30 people, right? Like the full-time uh, ministers were, were just getting, getting taught by this guy. He was teaching. And he, started, he said, he just prophesied, hey, you're going to have a child. You're always going to get pregnant. I said, whatever, man, whatever, <laughs> whatever. And then one of the chondosa, right, that was sitting next to me, he already had a boy. So he said, hey, why don't you put your, put your hand on Pastor Point and pray for him? He was, I can't put my hand on him. He's a moksan name. I can't put my hand on him. And I was like, just put your hands on me, man. And he, he, went, he went like this, right? And I said, too. I said, ansugido, ansugido, on my head. I got his, he went, <gasps> I mean, you know, because you know, you know, Korean church, there's this very high, you know, the hierarchy stuff, right? But, um, I know, I, I respect that, I respect that, I respect that, but I respect that, all right? I respect that, okay? But, but, um, so you pray for me? He said, pray for Pastor Paul that he'll have, he'll have, a, he'll have a boy. And he went, whoops, I already told, told you the gender. Oh my goodness, did I just prophesy the gender? You're gonna have a boy? And then I was like, yeah, you did, but I don't think it's going to happen, you know? And then a week later, she was pregnant. Man, that just blew my mind to the wall. I was like, wow. <laughs> no, you know, I really appreciate prophetic ministries, man, because that's where I come from. Okay? I'm all about prophetic ministry. But when it, come, when, it, when it came to me, I'm antennas high. Somebody prophesied to me, I just... Okay. Mm, you don't know me. It was like that. Every time. Even when this guy prayed for, pray for me, I was like, now I know for sure that this guy's lying. Now I know for sure you're lying. But a week later, bam, she got pregnant. I was like, wow. And, man, at the age of 44, I have an eight-month-old baby. Wow. And if, and if, I mean, and if I didn't have, have a child, I mean, in my opinion, it's my, it's my opinion, okay? I'm not saying that I, I could be wrong, but I wouldn't know the father's heart like I do now. I don't think so. I actually miss my son right now. I mean, I, right, right now, like when I, when I close my eyes, all I see is my son's face. That's all I see. That's all I see. I love my son so much. But um, he's not my child. He's, he's God's child. I'm just a stewardship of what God's given me. You understand? I, I got to always remind, remind, remind myself. This kid came out of my DNA, but originally he came from God. 
He doesn't belong to me. He's God's child. So I got to give it to the Lord every day. Every day when I pray, Lord, let me, I give him, I give John to you. He's your son. I give him to you. I pray that prayer every day because I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to be so tied to my child. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know how the Korean parents are so, 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 so tied? And that's, that really makes, I'm, I'm sorry, but that really makes me sick. And I find myself getting so tied to my child too. Now I know why. So I'm fighting, against, I'm fighting against it every day. Lord, he's your, he's your child. He's not mine. You just, you, just, you, you just lend him to me to raise him up for your glory. That's it. So those of you who have a child, and those of you who are going to have a child, those of you who are planning to get married and have a child, remember, that's not your kid. It belongs to the father. Amen? Amen? Okay? So, so I really feel like, I really feel like, um, so as, I, as I was saying, how can we not give our lives to, to, to him when we, when we experience this kind of love, right? How can we not, right? You know that passionate love produces radical obedience. Obedience comes only from love. It doesn't come by, it doesn't come by force, force. It doesn't come by fear. It comes by love, okay? Okay? You know that God doesn't force you to do anything? He doesn't, he doesn't force you to do anything. He wants voluntary love. That's what he wants. Okay? That's why we, we have a free will. Right? Anyways, let's, let's hold on the message. But anyways, so, passionate love produces radical obedience. Amen? And right now, it is time for you to be passionately in love with God, to obey Him radically. Amen? Right now is the time. Why? Because I feel like I feel like God is going to take this church into a whole other level. I feel like I'm not saying thus saith the Lord. I, I feel like. I feel like. Okay? I feel like. Okay? I feel like. There's going to be some major breakthroughs in this church. As a whole church, and also as, a, as your individual lives too, but as a whole church. Okay? Together as a church. God is a God of community. There's no lone ranger in the body of Christ. Amen? He's a God of community. Study the book of Acts. It's all about community living. Okay? As a whole church, I feel like God's going to bring some breakthroughs in this church. Together as a church. I don't know what kind of breakthroughs, alright? But I just feel like that when I, was, when I was back there worshiping. I just felt like it. But I feel like he requires us to be passionately in love with him. So that you could be radically obedient to him. Amen? We're going to pray now. Okay? We're going to pray. And let's see what, let's see what the Holy Spirit does. Okay, let's, let's pray. Okay? You guys can just... Uh, can I just get a keyboard up here? Thank you. 
Let's see what the Holy Spirit does, all right? Now that I, I shared about the Father's heart, let's pray to the Holy Spirit, okay? Pray to the Holy Spirit. He's God too, amen? He's not some back burner, all right? He's God too, amen? And His name is Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit. His name is Holy. Why? Because God is holy, amen? So pray to the Holy Spirit. Come and lavish the Father's heart upon this place. So that we may feel and intimately experience in our hearts of His love. What I just shared tonight, just just pray that right now. Let's pray that right now. Holy Spirit, let me feel His emotions right now. Let me feel it. Let me feel His love towards me. Okay? You guys can pray however you guys want. You guys can pray loud, quiet, it doesn't matter. Just pray. Let's just pray. Okay, let's pray.